Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds bundled up in the studio. Both of us wearing jackets, man, freezing our butt off. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of No, but like I said, explained it earlier during my show, I said it's kind of like when you're a kid and you get up, you take that blankie with you to the living room to watch cartoons and you keep it on. That's what we're doing as grown men. And you suck your thumb. Yeah, well, I, I, to each his own, sir. Uh, definitely not during a pandemic, which brings me to my first subject. Yesterday, the Chiefs announced they were putting McCall Hardman on the uh, COVID reserve list. Not necessarily saying he has it, but he may have been in, around someone who does. And then it comes out that they're launching an investigation into why a uh, rep from the NFL Players Association was allowed to walk into the facility without a mask on. How's that work? On Defino, <laughs> it's a representative, and it happened several months ago, but uh, they, union rep- uh, representatives make several visits to a lot of teams, and evidently the rep who visited with Kansas City uh, didn't have a mask on, and uh, the Chiefs want to know why. I don't know why. Chiefs don't know why. Does the NFL know why? Does the rep know why? The, the COVID protocol is part of the NFL. Chris Jones was on it last week for one day. Yeah. McCall Hardman may be on it for one day. Who who knows? But it, as you pointed out, it doesn't uh, doesn't mean they haven't no. at all. It's just part of the protocol. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, and I, you know, I again, it I, as I mentioned, it it's we're going to a bye week. So if something like this is going to happen, you know, bye week is kind of a good place for it to happen. Uh, speaking <laughs> of which, the virus just keeps on moving through our sports conversation and creating havoc in college football. There are now more games off the boards. Well, the last total as of now is eight. There are eight games around the country now. The way the media presents this, it sounds like everybody's canceling, and that is not the case. It's a good schedule of games coming up, but there are some big ones that will not be played, including a game here in Missouri. Missouri Tigers in Georgia will not play because of the Georgian outbreak of the covid uh, the others, of course, involve uh, Alabama and uh, LSU. Everybody knows about that one. The Tennessee game at Texas A&M, actually reversed, Texas A&M at Tennessee, has been uh, postponed. The Auburn-Mississippi State game is off. And there are others, including the Maryland-Ohio State game, which kind of surprised me a little bit. But then again, this COVID outbreak is so, so unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. Now it's been going on for what eight months, nine months now. It's hey, it's time for this thing to go. Go get it out of here. <laughs> it is disturbing everything, and it certainly has with the college football scene. But, but there are going to still be a number of games being played. It's going to be really weird. What's because uh, you, you like we've talked about with college football, it was going to be really difficult to kind of navigate those waters, considering the amount of teams and the amount of players and kids like that be really interesting to see what happens but you knew it was going to happen oh yeah of course of course it's not a mystery to anybody of course. was it predicted hey you've got to make the adjustments and that's a matter of life you adjust to the circumstances yeah but it's gonna be weird to see what happens with college basketball which hasn't started yet but will in about uh, let's see what is today november the 12th yeah it will in about a week and a half uh, yep we'll so we'll see what happens in that season uh there's also it's just like bad news, bad news Thursday, annual tournament of champions. It has been canceled for this year, but it has been revised also for this year. Now, it's not revived with a V, it's revised with an S. So they are going to have a tournament. They're going to call it the Missouri Classic or something of that nature. Same date, but it will involve all the Missouri teams. It's really a, a risk 
under the current circumstances to bring in teams from California and Texas and wherever they were coming from this year, mostly the East Coast. So it'll be a four-team tournament over three days that involves Springfield Kickapoo, Springfield Greenwood, Hartville, and St. Louis DeSmet. Now these are all four very good teams. Hartville's a state champ. DeSmet is annually very good. Kickapoo was a Final Four team last year and then the thing was canceled. Greenwood, well, they and Hartville played a dynamite game last March that Hartville won. So, hey, these are two very good teams, well loaded, or four, I should say, very good teams, very well stacked with great talent, and it'll be a nice little three-game tournament that they're going to put on. Same dates as the TFC, but it's not going to involve the national champions this year. It'll all go back, we hope, to normal next year. Man, it, it just, it's a credit to how fast this year has just flown by, because I remember talking about those games back in March and how, how tight it was with these local teams in the state, and but it's also an unfortunate thing for the tournament of champions because you know this time when you get these other teams coming out from out of state, you get to see some studs that you you know that are definitely going to be going pro. So eh, it is what it is, though. Just another victim of old Viri. I just got a notification from the four letter network on my phone that I can watch the Masters. So that's still going down, right? Well, maybe it is. <laughs> Uh, as we speak, they were to start started to tee off, and it is raining. And it looks, according to the map, if you can trust them, that the rain is going to continue for much of the morning down in Augusta. Augusta is about parallel with uh, with Atlanta, but it's in the eastern sector of, of uh, Georgia, the northeastern sector, and that's that's where all the rain is coming in. South, if they were further south, they'd be fine. They'd be able to get it teed off. Now, how much of a delay they're going to have, who knows, but it looks like on the map that some heavy rain is coming in, and that's going to wash out at least the morning round anyway. Man, that sucks. So what are you going to watch on TV after you get out of here? What a great Uh, question. (laughs) What am I going to watch? All right, well, we'll figure it out. Um, So now we know who the uh, Cy Young Award winners are, and you agree with these choices? Absolutely. These are two of the best pitchers in all of baseball, and uh, Ohio has made a clean sweep of this one. American League winner is Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Indians, and why not? My gosh, the guy had a tremendous record. He was 8-1 and one on the year with a 1.63 ERA. That, that's phenomenal. In fact, both the Cy Young Award winners were under 2 point in their ERA. little bit misleading because they only played 60 games, and these guys had limited numbers of starts. But Bieber is a young fireballer for the Indians and a really good tenant. He had 122 strikeouts or something wow. like that. The other, the National League pitcher, and this is historic because for the Cincinnati Reds, it is the first time Cincinnati's the oldest National League team in history. They started way back in the 1800s, the Cincinnati Red Stockings. They've never won a Cy Young, never, until yesterday. And that winner is Trevor Bauer, who interestingly enough is a former Cleveland Indian. So it's an Ohio sweep. Bauer was 5-4, and four, but that's exceedingly misleading. He didn't get a whole lot of offense from his Cleveland team, or a Cincinnati team, I should say. But the fact is, the very first ever Cincinnati Reds pitcher to win a Cy Young Award, and they've had some pretty good pitchers. Johnny Vandermeer, who had back-to-back no-hitters. Tom Seaver, the late Tom Seaver, was on the Cincinnati Reds and had big years. But never a Cy Young until this year, and Trevor Bauer's the winner. So it is Shane Bieber and Trevor Bauer as the Cy Young Award Got Thursday Night Football tonight. Um, 
Should be kind of an interesting game. It, I mean, there's not a lot at stake in this one, but I don't think it's really unmatched. It's not uneven. Oh, yeah, but there is something at stake here. The uh, Tennessee Titans are very much in the run. Oh, yeah, for, that's uh, true. Playoff, and Indianapolis is hanging on. And of course, they have Phillip Rivers as their quarterback. But Indianapolis goes to Nashville to uh, play the Tennessee Titans. I think it'll be a pretty good football game. Tennessee is favored to win the game, as they should be. They're, I think the Titans are a very good football team. I do, team, too. But they have lost some key games, lost the Ravens, lost the Steelers. And uh, what happens tonight when they play an up-and-down team like the Indianapolis Colts? Well, we'll find out. But it will be outside, probably on the cool side in Nashville tonight. But, hey, regardless of that, that's what football's all about. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the Titans do against the Colts tonight because I really think, at least in that Steelers game, they probably should have gotten that win. But you never know on any given Sunday, sir. Well, you have a wonderful Thursday. Keep that jacket on and stay warm. I'll see you tomorrow.